Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. Today we are on episode 47, and it's going so fast. I, it's just so exciting. I just keep having such incredible conversations with people, and, and I just meet them all over, and it's, it's just such a blessing to get to dig deep with people on all kinds of things. But in the realm of sex positivity and sexuality, I just feel so blessed that I get to bring light to this shamed topic and just make it beautiful and authentic and inviting for people because I know what a different sex positivity has made in my life and how changed I am from the inside out. And it it's not about sex as much as letting go of the shame and guilt that is around sexuality and the judgment and just releasing myself of the need to conform to the way everybody else was telling me to live my life. And it's just so awesome to be surrounded by people and be in a community of people who just love sex, love sexuality, don't have an issue with it. It's There's no topic off limits. There's no judgment. My sexuality doesn't define me. It can empower me. My body is not to be shamed. My body is just a part of me and I don't have to hide it. Um, it, it's just so incredible. And so today I have a conversation with Carissa Harrison and she's a 24 year old podcaster and she is a travel content creator and media manager from Vancouver, Canada. So fellow Canadian, which I love. She has worked sharing her personal perspectives with brands like Lamborghini, Armani Casa, and the Canadian Mental Health Association and much more. After experiencing shame and stigma associated with her personal choices, Carissa saw the desperate need to normalize conversations around sex. And I'm so glad she did. Over time, she became a voice for the kink community, sharing her own experiences and hosting Meet My Mess as a platform to share the kinky wisdom of others. So, she is a podcast host as well, which is how we met on a podcast um, swap, like be a guest, meet a guest, need a guest, that kind of thing. And so she was like, oh, I would love to be on your podcast. So it, I just, I didn't, I didn't know her before. I didn't know her story, but oh, I'm so glad that I invited her to be on the podcast. Today, we're going to really take a look at how sex positivity set her free and how it sets us free. 
I do want to put a trigger warning here for those of you who have struggled with um, sexual assault of any kind. We do talk about that um, because she has gone through that. And so there's some perspectives in that. We don't talk about the the actual circumstances, um, but we talk about the mindset shift that that maybe we could put on those things. And in no way is it meant to minimize someone's experience or to um, shame someone's way of dealing with that trauma. Um, it is simply meant to be an encouragement and to help empower people. So I just want to mention that. I just want you to be aware that that is in there. And um, she has a very candid conversation with me about her own experience and how she's dealt with that. And so um, she beautifully, she beautifully handled that conversation. So I just want you to be aware that that does come up. Um, but I hope that we navigated that in a beautiful way because that was our intention completely. Anyways, we are going to have a great conversation around kink, around curiosity, around exploration of our sexuality. And we're going to take a look at Chris's upbringing and what she was taught about sexuality as a child and how that impacted her. And then we're going to see how society impressed shame and guilt on her and caused her to be not free and and feel trapped by anyways you'll just listen it's such a great conversation it's fun and and Krista just has so much to say and she's an open book and it's she's just fun and bubbly and um I just I had a lot of fun so let's talk about kink. Let's talk about sex positivity. Let's talk about swinging a little bit. And let's just enjoy what happens when we truly learn how to be free and when we embrace our sexuality. It's just such a beautiful thing. So enjoy. I can't wait. We'll be right back. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free From Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo. And how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I have always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. 
Well, many of my clients have said, Corrine, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right For Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free From Monogamy 8-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. I'm so excited to, I'm always excited, you guys. So just get over it because if you're tired of hearing me say that, that's that's okay. I don't I don't care because I'm excited. And um, no one's going to kill that excitement for me. Not today, that's for sure. Because I have Carissa Harrison here today. And she is a fellow Canadian, which is always so much fun. She's on the West Coast, uh, close to Victoria. No, well, Vancouver, Victoria Island is close. So, you know, but that's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Carissa, welcome to the show. And can you tell us a little bit about you now? um, You are a podcast host, so I want you to tell us a little bit about your podcast. And then uh, we're going to get into some fun things about how sex positivity set you free. Yes. So hello, everyone who's listening. Um, My name is Carissa Harrison. Um, I am from Vancouver. Like you just said, I am a media manager. I'm a podcast host. I'm the host of Meet My Mess podcast, which is a comedy and mental health podcast about all the messiest parts of life. So we have people come on and share their messy stories, anything from sexually explicit stories to childhood trauma to disasters in the workplace to embarrassing stories every week it's a new a new theme that's always messy so yeah that's what I do for work personally I am a 24 year old girl I love to travel I also create travel content Um, I like hiking I am dating around love sex (laughs) so that's how we we got to this point is um we're we're going to talk a little bit about all of my crazy, messy experiences with sex because there's a little too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> but all learning experiences, I'm sure. Always. All learning experiences. Um, 
I don't know when I was born, someone said this, this girl's got a lot of lessons to learn. So (laughs) um, yeah, I've learned lots of lessons, lots of experiences, and they're always fun, you know, like even a sexual experience that doesn't end up how you envisioned or how you hope to play out. Like I always, I always end up having fun for the most part, you know, except for, for the odd occasion where things go wrong. But if you're someone who's going to be involved in the world of kink, that's something you kind of have to accept is going to yeah. happen every once in a while. Your and boundaries were you, are going to be pushed. Were you always kind of a, a positive person or did that shift at some point? Like a sex positive person or a positive person in general? Well, positive in person. We'll get to the okay. sex positive part. Okay. Yeah. A positive person? No, not at all. I was actually um, quite a negative person for most of my life, to be honest. Um, I grew up in a pretty toxic environment with um, an alcoholic parent and there was like a lot of neglect and abuse. um, And I just got bullied a lot in school. So the early 20 years, first 20 years of my life, honestly, were pretty rough pretty miserable um I felt like the whole world was out to get me um because things just kept piling on like bad things just kept happening to me and I was like well like what like why me why does it have to be me like I'm trying so hard to Mm. do my best in this life and just hold on tight and like bad things just kept on happening to me so I was a very negative person I was very pessimistic about the world um I always thought that other people just were luckier than me um but then I did a lot of self-work, like a lot of self-work, um, mm-hmm. especially the pandemic hit. I was a workaholic and I was like, all right, like this is the one time in your life that you're basically being forced to like sit down and work on yourself and reflect. And so that's what I did. I spent time in therapy. I spent time journaling every single day, meditation every single day, working out every single day. Like my mental health became my number one concern. Um for from the time like I turned 20 up until honestly today like it's still my mental health is still my number one priority my happiness is my number one priority nothing comes before that so now I'm a very bubbly and positive person (laughs) as you can you can Mm -hmm. probably tell I have a lot of energy but yeah um I'm very like cautious to be like this like super super positive person all the time because I've also been that person that's seen that like life can excuse my language fucking suck I don't know is it okay if we swear on this yeah, podcast oh, I don't know okay explicit, um, explicit yeah, it's, a, it's an explicit podcast so yeah <laughs> um yeah but life can fucking suck and but it doesn't always have to right if you work hard enough at it so no long story short that's, I wasn't always that's, positive <laughs> that's a good that's good to hear because I think this mm-hmm. will this will play into some of the questions I have for you. Yeah. So I'd love to learn a little bit about a little bit more about your upbringing in regards yeah. to sexuality mm-hmm. and like what you were taught about sex. Was it a negative or a positive view? Was it shame based? Was it? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. So my upbringing with sex is like a little unique, I would say. Um, I was raised to be a very sex positive person and it was actually the world outside world that started to mute that in me Mm. so my mom is also very sex positive and she she was the only one who raised me I didn't have like a father figure to counteract these conversations so maybe if I did it would have 
been a different story, but I didn't. Um, so I had a mother who was extremely sex positive. She always kind of like, she taught me about masturbation. She taught me, um, she like inserted my first tampon in me. Um, (laughs) yeah, she, um, always said to me like, have as, have as much sex as you want with whoever you want, as long as you're being safe. And as long as you actually want to like, don't have sex with someone just because you think it's cool or just because you, you need it for confidence you know yeah. like have sex Filling with whoever you want as long as you gen- right exactly like don't do it just to fill that void um and yeah so I was raised in a super super sex positive environment um I knew I was like literally that kid in sex ed class like in eighth grade they would be like does anyone here would know what a clitoris is and everyone would be like looking around so awkward and me I would be there like with my <laughs> hand like raised straight in the air like I was super super sex positive but it was behavior like that that later ended up having like a really big effect on how I did feel about my sexuality because I was the girl that would talk about sex that would have sex that was super super comfortable in it and like would wear a crop top you know like I was just Mm -hmm. so comfortable in my sexuality and it gave me this title like when I was younger as a slut right Um, so the slut shaming began the slut shaming began um in my teens and that like totally totally altered my relationship with being sex positive because in my mind sex was a normal thing something everyone does something everyone enjoys which it is but um yeah people people were ta- would talk about it would say things to me and i just got this reputation as being a, a slut which yeah definitely changed my relationship with sex i stopped having as much sex i stopped being so public about um the sex I was having I stopped I started feeling like less comfortable even in the bedroom because people made this thing that I loved feel so dirty um yeah and it took years probably until I started this podcast actually and um had guests on that would just like ask me about my sex life and I would talk like I would ended up talking about it a lot on the podcast and having people message me and be like this is so empowering that you talk Mm -hmm. about your sex life um I wish I was as comfortable in my sexuality as you are like um I've never even been able to give myself an orgasm because I'm so uncomfortable in my sexuality and so Mm -hmm. I've found this like re-empowerment in talking about my sexuality through the podcast but there is definitely this part of me that and I guess this social conditioning still within me that does feel shame around sex and does feel um a bit I guess jaded now when it comes to having a sexual partner because of the slut shaming I did um endure for like six seven years you know so so what do you think how how did that affect your mental health (laughs) Yeah. Um, at first, like I honestly didn't even really realize it was like people were doing it because they would kind of do it behind my back. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't, it didn't affect my mental health at first. But then when I kind of came to the realization that like everyone was looking at me this way and talking about me of this way, um, it made me super insecure, not only in like myself, but in in relationships. Like I got to the point where like I wouldn't want to trust 
And I'm still honestly kind of at that point where like I wouldn't trust someone or wouldn't want to have sex with someone until I had a commitment because I had conditioned myself to think that this was like no longer a fun, healthy part of Uh. being a woman. So I, I, yeah, like it totally affected my ability to have sexual relationships with others because of the slut shaming for sure. Oh, that makes me sad. That makes me sad. And that's, this is one of the things we talk about a lot in my eight week program. So I have an eight week Mm. program called breaking free from monogamy. Mm. And what we do in that program is we really take a look at the mono mindset. Mm. And this is the conditioning. This is the societal, the voice of society that comes and tells Mm -hmm. us what is right and wrong and what we're supposed to want. Yeah. Path we're supposed to take, you know, like, no sex before marriage. And in order to enjoy sex, you have to be in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. or you have to have love to enjoy sex or you shouldn't have kids without being married or committed. You know, there's so much programming or you must find your soulmate. You must marry them and stay married forever. Mm -hmm. These are all the conditionings and the slut shaming and all that kind of stuff. And so what we do in this program is we learn all of that conditioning and recognize it. And then we unlearn it mm-hmm. and, and realize that it's not our fault that we had these feelings. It's not our fault that we didn't have confidence. It's not our fault that we felt bad about ourselves. It's not right. your fault. You were programmed that way and you didn't even realize it. So right. it's not your fault that you bought into the mono mindset. It's not mm-hmm. your fault that you thought open relationships or non-monogamy is wrong. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of programming, we we can't figure it out in our minds because there's no place for it. So we unlearn that programming and then mm-hmm. we relearn a new programming that is authentic to you and really we get to know what our needs and desires are. And Mm. the biggest thing I say throughout this program is there's no forbidden thoughts, desires, or emotions Mm. or relationship styles, but really at a core level, there's no forbidden thoughts, desires, fantasies, or emotions. And we are shamed for simply having thoughts and desires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't even have to act on them and it's shameful. No. As a Christian, right? I was, like I, it was a sin to lust in your mind. Mm. You didn't have oh, to act so on it. Well, like how do you, I mean, if I saw a guy, if I'm married, I notice a, a hot guy and I have a thought of right. attraction towards him. Now I've lusted in my mind and that's a yeah. sin Yeah, and I need to repent for that. Like that is fucked up when you think about it, because it's like someone is micromanaging my thoughts whether it be God, whether it be society, whether it be your partner sometimes, your parents, someone else is micromanaging your thoughts, desires, and emotions and telling you what's okay and what's not. And so we totally break free from that. And we're like, no, let's take a look at you. Like, what is your body actually telling you? What do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. What is your natural instinct? Do you think about kink? Or do you do not even Mm -hmm. put your mind there? You know, like what is going on for you? 
And it's amazing to see my clients just like waking up to themselves and getting to know themselves and like, like literally starting to strut around. I love it. Waking up to their like (laughs) sexual empowerment and recognizing that they don't have to compromise all the time in life, that they get to have needs, they get to have non-negotiable needs. And life is about living, not just conforming. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Oh, and like nothing personally scares me more than living an entire life for someone else or for a a like a greater societal institution. Like nothing scares me more than throwing away my whole life for like the desires someone else has. Right. Like it's oh, it scares me so much. So And I think most people don't even have an awareness. No, I don't think so either. That that's what they're doing. Right. You're just playing by the rules. That's what you right. do. Right? Yeah. Life is That's what hard, everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Right? Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Don't be selfish. Commitment looks like this and you slug it through and you do whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. forget that we're allowed to enjoy life too. And what kinds mm-hmm. of things become enjoyable? What what are the things that brought me joy before I was like 100% committed to this person that now I feel right. like I have to shift all of my being to be more like, you know, that was my experience. Right. And I forgot who I was. And so it's, it's becoming aware that, wait a second, this is what sort of society is telling me is right and wrong. This is what the kids at school were saying. Mm -hmm. That's actually not true. That's what they've been told as well. They're just following the program and they're trying to fit me into that same box. But then right. you can go, wait a second, I know better. I know that that sexuality, my sexuality is not hurting me. I'm not hurting mm. other people. No. You had confidence in who you were until mm. that programming came in and just like killed your essence. Yeah, which is so sad because like I started out so sex positive, right? Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's usually the other way around where you start out repressed and then you, you know, move towards sex positivity. But it was kind yeah. of a started, went there, then came back. <laughs> well, don't you think, though, that that just proves right there how much sex positivity can can create freedom for us? 100%. Like you yeah. started off with sort of even amongst your situation, mm. you know, in your childhood, not being ideal. This Mm -hmm. was like something that gave you freedom. Just the way you talk about it. Yeah, it was sex Mm -hmm. positive. My mom and I, we could talk about these things. Mm -hmm. There was no shame about these things. Mm -hmm. My mom shamed me at four years old about masturbation. And I had guilt about that all the time. Your mom was teaching you about (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have this freedom of just getting to be who you are with no restriction. How beautiful Mm -hmm. is that? And then you felt right? But then you felt this, like the confinement. Mm. And this is where most people are stuck. They don't even, right? They can't even express their desires to themselves, Mm. let alone their Mm. partners. Mm. But what if that's rejected? What if I look like a slut? Or what if I come Mm -hmm. off, you know, like what if my partner gets jealous of me just having that thought? We don't provide safety in our relationships to just be able to share because we don't even know how to provide safety for ourselves. Mm, mm, mm. 
So tell us a little bit about this unraveling back to sex positivity and what that, I'm going to see what that felt like in your body as you went through the reclaiming of your sex positivity. I'm trying to like think about how to articulate it best because it was honestly a pretty gradual process. I would say throughout the whole time I was being slut shamed, I was never... I never stopped having sex. Okay, <laughs> like I, was, I was still having sex with people. I still started having sex with whoever. Um, and were you enjoying it or were you were you now doing it for I was approval? enjoying it, but there was, yeah, there that was the thing was I was still doing, I was doing it and I was enjoying it. But after I would feel a lot of shame, um, a lot of, yeah, guilt, um, And there was like, I think that this is an important point to talk about. There was a point in time where I did not know how to say no. Mm. And I became like this girl that people knew like loved sex. Um, And so people, men would come to me um, thinking that it would be an easy um, person to come to, to have sex with. Um, Avoid rejection. To avoid rejection. And I don't know, just like, yeah, like easy sex. And I got to a point where like my my confidence had been so beaten down because of the shame I had received that it's like such a like messed up cycle, mm. but that I was saying yes to having sex with people I didn't even really like want to have sex with just because mm. it was um, where I, yeah, because I just didn't know how to say no. But um, anyways, back to your, <laughs> back to your point, um, reclaiming my sexuality. The thing I think that changed a lot for me was I met other people in kink. Mm. Um, when I met my first dom, I had tell always us been before that. Tell yeah. us how you came across kink. Like what, yeah. what brought that into your life? If you want to finish yeah. your thought about me- meeting no, your okay. first dom, do that first. That's okay. So yeah. That, but no, um, I, I guess I was always. I don't know, like physically, I was always interested in kink. My mind just hadn't really caught up yet. Like I remember the first time I had sex with my very first boyfriend who I lost my virginity to. He um, like the first time he gave me an orgasm, I was like, no, like keep going. And if I say like, if I say that's too much, don't stop. And I was like 16 years old at this point. Um, and we like developed safe words and I was young and like I didn't even know anything about the kink world Mm. I had never even like really watched porn I had never even like heard the word kink before but I was already asking him to do like kinky things to me so Um, you enjoyed the boundary pushing is that yeah so there's something about that that really got you going was it sort of this a little bit of uh being out of control and letting someone else control things I think so. I mean, I think that was, yeah, I think letting someone else control things was a big part of it. I'm very dominant in my professional life, in my family life, every part of my life. So in the bedroom, I want to be dominated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my introduction to it was very just kind of came out of me physically. But um, being, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the point it shifted to like, me knowing like oh I'm a kinky person and I have kinky relationships but I honestly think it like really 
with each new partner I would get, things would just start to escalate a bit more and escalate a bit more. And then I found myself hearing more about kink on podcasts. I started watching porn. I started seeing things on Instagram. And when I started knowing that like, oh, like swingers aren't like some, some like weirdos that you would like, you know, that are like in a dark cave who like can't get laid in normal life. (laughs) Then like, honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, that's really what I thought that swingers like couldn't get laid in normal life. So they would go to like sex clubs to have sex. That's genuinely what I thought. So when I so far from the truth, though, isn't it? I know. I know. Yeah. We're just very normal people. Like, like I'm the girl next door. People would never think that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And no, and like people like people who meet me, like I it, like I used to work for like the European government, like buttoned up suit, like <laughs> no one would think that I was into this world. Um, but once I started realizing that it was just like your everyday people that like I know a bunch of swingers already, we just weren't talking about it. Right. Um that's when like the floodgates opened and I was kind of just like, I want to try everything. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And there's was- just such freedom in that and such like Joy, I remember like as I was shedding the programming, right? And mm-hmm. shedding shame and guilt about my desires because I was always a sexual person, but I wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to be, right? Right. So except for within marriage. But then if if my partner didn't want that in marriage, then what was I to do? Like, so I had to right. shame my desires. I had to shame like me wanting more or whatever, or being attracted to other people. And like I gave up on my guy friends when I got married. And that wow. killed me because I yeah. always had guy friends and yeah. all of a sudden it wasn't okay because like mm. what kind of husband would let his wife have guy friends yeah. as a good Christian man, right? Like it was just such strong programming. Mm. So here I am, I'm kind of forced by society to put all my expectations on my husband now, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to get any of my needs met outside of Elsewhere. my marriage. So mm. if he's not fulfilling my needs then i'm naturally frustrated and resentful or i'm like oh no i just suck it up and it's like no i'm content and it's all good because i'm i'm bringing glory to god and i'm honoring him Mm. in this but it's never about me like i never asked myself the question who does this benefit who does this benefit we ask that in the program all the time like who does it benefit Mm. if you are denying yourself your thoughts and emotions Mm. it's it's maybe making someone else comfortable but your discomfort is staying inside your body Mm. and your partner is also in a relationship with someone who's not being forthcoming about their actual desires and needs which like never leads to a positive place in a relationship so well and that closes the door to them as well right like if, if you're not expressing your needs and they can't express theirs and so you never get to the point where you're actually figuring out if either of you are having other thoughts mm. and that's why I developed my uh, breaking or my is monogamy right for me quiz mm. because it just asks a whole bunch of questions about things you may not have, may have never thought about and mm. just kind of how you, how you see the world, how you see relationships. Um, if you have considered kink how you feel about porn and masturbation and jealousy and relationships and connections with people. Like it covers all of that. 
I need to yeah. take this quiz just yeah, to like we'll send it to you. And I'm about- actually doing a promotion right now. So, um, well, for you, the promotion will be over by the time this podcast comes out. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But oh, I have a deep dive listening. workshop as well that um, is is free right now with a coupon code. But it will the deep dive workshop will still be available. So what I do in that is I I take you through. It's like a video workshop and take you through the results and like what those results mean. And then you get a call mm, with me to work cool. through what your next steps might be or what this means because people are scared to talk about it. They're like, Oh, if I take mm-hmm. this quiz and I find out something about myself, then everything's going to have to change. No, mm. not everything mm. has to change. Your awareness will change. Mm. And then you might be like, Oh my gosh, I have not been living my truth. Mm. Or you might be like, no wonder I felt so confused inside or mm. I don't have to feel shame about these thoughts. Other people do this too, or other people have these same thoughts. I had no idea. Right. And it just releases you to explore and to be curious. And just having the thought or fantasy doesn't mean that you're actually going to do it. There's a very big, no, that's a big thing that people don't understand. Yeah. So, So explore who you are and what your thoughts and desires are first, because you need to know who, you need to know kind of what part of you you've been pushing down. And, you know, like you were trying, you felt that slut shaming. Mm. So you were minimizing who you were. You stopped talking about it. You stopped Mm. being the positive voice of sexuality to Mm -hmm. your friends Mm -hmm. because they had no reference point for it. And how sad is that, that, you know, you could have had an influence, a a positive influence on them and they're shifting their programming Mm. if Mm. you would have understood and believed that there was no shame in that in that Mm -hmm. that your programming was the reason why that you didn't feel like you could stay the way you were and express yourself you felt Mm -hmm. this need to conform because that's how you get acceptance in the world Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah and it's something now that uh now that I have kind of come back into like my the sexual side of myself, like my friends, we do talk about it all the time and we all have relationships that look extremely different. I have friends that are in monogamous relationships that are married. I have friends that have been single forever. There's friends who are in the kink world. Like my friends, uh, yeah, everyone's kind of found their own path with their own sexuality. And I think that that's so beautiful. And Something to really think about if you're going to take your quiz as well is that Mm. just because you have this information now about like what you like and what may be going on in your mind doesn't mean that you need to change your behaviors today. It's just a piece of information, you know, you can come back to it later. You can explore these things slowly. You can dive right in whatever you want. But um, yeah, having these conversations. Sorry. I just want to add to that too, because yeah. what you're saying is so good there. Um, the The program is called Breaking Free from Monogamy. And once again, breaking free from monogamy doesn't mean not being monogamous. Mm-hmm. It means breaking free from the need to think that that is the only way and to not have choice. Yeah. And so at the end of the right. day, you get to choose And no, you don't have to. In fact, I say in my program right away, don't change anything. Don't Mm -hmm. change anything about your relationship. Don't change your behaviors. Don't change your thoughts. Let it happen naturally. 
And mm-hmm. it does. Every single time people are mm-hmm. shocked because I'm like, you, there's no right way. You don't have to think a certain way. You don't have to be upset about your programming. You just have to mm-hmm. sit there and be aware and notice it. That's it. Right. And even if you decide at the end of it that you want to remain monogamous, Perfect. you'll at least have a bigger understanding of other people who don't. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mm. want you to choose monogamy. Right. Don't right. default to it. Right? Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, monogamy is great. It works mm. awesome for so many people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you know that that is your choice, that changes mm. everything. If you feel like if we feel like we have to do something, we rebel. Mm. Like you tell a child Always. they can't do something, you yeah. can't have sex with other people. You're like, oh, man, I want to have sex so dark. I'm trapped, right? But if you're yeah. like, no, I can have sex with anybody I want, mm. but I'm choosing to be monogamous because this is what I want and I value mm. this and I want this kind of relationship with my partner and that's important to them too. And we're consciously choosing this. Mm. Nothing is nothing is off limits. Nothing's forbidden. Mm. The mm. whole thing is an empowerment move now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's great. It's making it's making relationships more authentic, but mm. I think people are fi- like finding a hard time in this shift for sure. But that's what oh, we're yeah. here to talk about, exactly. you know, make it more normal because there right. are so many people. Mm. So tell us about this Dom. What, mm. what did you learn from that? Like what was... Oh, I learned so much, so much pause, so many positive things I took away and also some negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with the positives because uh, we're positive people. Um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he taught me a lot about um, just kink in general. He, he let, uh, allowed me to explore a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the first person who exposed me to like nipple clamps, wow. anal, um sex with multiple partners um bondage like he really like we explored so much together and he was so great about not touching the areas that I didn't want to go into mm-hmm. um and he was so great about um yeah just like listening to to my needs um and he created safety for you well, that's the thing is he he created a lot of safety in the bedroom. Right. The problems arose outside. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, when we got into that Dom subspace, I felt extremely, extremely safe around him. Um, I knew he if I used a safe word, he would always back off. Like mm-hmm. there's no questions asked. Um, but one thing he, I guess wasn't great with um was when I had committed to doing something changing my mind Mm. um and and I'm not saying like a date like I'm talking about like kinky things like I had committed to going to a sex party and I woke up that day and I was like I don't feel like today I don't feel comfortable going I don't want to go like we can play like just us two or bring someone over but like I don't today feel like having I'm feeling bloated I don't feel like having like 40 dudes touching me to be honest um so I just don't want to go and those are things like boundaries he wouldn't really respect as much um so I guess one piece of advice I have for someone who is like maybe exploring a relationship with a dom for the first time is be honest with them up front about the 
that you're new to kink mm-hmm. um, and that there are going to be times that you're going to say like, oh, I'm interested in something and then realize that wasn't for me or I don't actually like feel comfortable doing these things. And I'm, I, I want to make it clear, like he never did anything that I like hadn't agreed to. I want right. to make that like abundantly clear. Um, but I think that one of the mistakes I made was going into it and pretending I had more experience than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because and I just want to say, ask about, yeah. Did when you did you find it okay? How how am I gonna put this? If you don't know what it is that you want, it, if you don't mm-hmm. know what what your body desires, mm-hmm. if you don't know what your limits are, it's really hard to set those mm-hmm. boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times um, we rely on other people to set the boundaries for us, mm-hmm. and. That seems like in that case, he's used to setting the boundaries for people and being a control, like being a dom, Mm. he kind of took that into the regular world as well. And Mm. maybe at that time, you weren't strong enough to say, no, these are my boundaries. Mm. And it doesn't Mm. matter if you agree or if you're upset or Mm. not. Mm -hmm. These are my boundaries. And and just another thing is like you might not have noticed that sort of in the kink sexuality world mm-hmm. when he was in the dom role mm-hmm. because there are very very established rules mm-hmm. and etiquette in the kink world to protect us right yeah. yeah so it's very clear how he's supposed to be in that world in order to right. create safety and it's very possible that there was like personal work that he hadn't done in order to mm. in the in the regular relational world mm-hmm. when it took more it took more vulnerability and there wasn't like signed agreements or mm-hmm. or safe words or things mm-hmm. like that. It's easy to cross over when you're not as mm. confident with who you are. And that very right. well could be what his thing was is that yeah. lack of confidence. For sure. It personally, right? Yeah. And like, I honestly, like, probably could have definitely been more assertive in my boundaries. And I'm aware of that. Um, but at the same time, I do like encourage people who are starting a kinky relationship to do it with someone that is very, very like um, used to, I guess, working with newer mm-hmm. subs or are very like, I had a dom after him that actually I think did this very well. And he like considered himself as more of like a daddy dom. And like this, that might work better for me and it might not for others. And the first person I was with was considered himself like a masochist. Right. And that's totally a different world. So totally, I did a podcast episode 40, I think is what it is. And it's like self-care and kink. Yeah. What's your self-care language looks like kink language looks like um and so a daddy dom my my guy is more of a daddy dom mm-hmm. is very much a caretaker mm-hmm. not a masochist at all yeah definitely likes to dom but it, the empathy level is totally different and way so higher if you have a masochist dom if you have like a pain kink and mm-hmm. you like pain you have to be very 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 sure that the dom that you have has a lot of empathy mm. and that they're not um 
they're not driven in their personal lives by control. Yes. And that was, uh, and that's something like I honestly had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Um, and asking someone about how they identify themselves within the kink world can be super, super beneficial to starting a kinky relationship. Because if I had just Googled what a masochist was, I maybe would have had a better understanding that this maybe was not the right first kinky relationship for me and that I was looking for someone who who's more of like a daddy dom who could be dominant in the bedroom but outside would be super nurturing cuddling yeah. cooking you know um taking me on dates like that's the kind of relationship that works for me not to say it's not going to work for others but I'm I just think that having a open honest conversation about your boundaries and how you identify identify yourself within the kink world can eliminate a lot of these problems for sure. Now, if you wouldn't have been willing to be curious and explore though, yeah. you wouldn't have learned those things. So I think like no. sometimes we we go, oh, that was wrong for me. I failed. Mm-hmm. And and it's mm-hmm. like we take that like mm-hmm. in our body yeah. a different way. But if it's like nobody can take anything from me. This is my body. It's my choice. No one can take anything from me that I'm not willing to give. And so if something doesn't go well, when we can shift our mindset to like, okay, I don't want to do that again. And I'm going to honor myself by not doing it again. Don't shame Mm -hmm. yourself for being like, how did I allow that to happen to me? That's a very different conversation for yourself. And that's not being good to yourself. And I, I know that we, we're in a world and this is a really touchy subject. because we're in a world, especially in the sexuality world, where there's a lot of people that are being taken advantage of and stuff. But I think like as a society, we have given our power away when it comes mm-hmm. to our sexuality. Like when, when, if I get punched in the face, that's not shameful. Not mm-hmm. like it is yeah. if I was yeah. to get sexually violated for instance Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. why is that so so different and i'm not i'm not going to minimize that at all that's not what i'm trying to say but there is such a level of shame associated with sexuality and it's Mm. so private and dirty and off limits and it's only yours or whatever that we get we we build it up to be so big and so detrimental that we get to choose is what I'm getting to say. We get to choose like how much of an impact something can have on our bodies mm-hmm. because we are in control of that. So if you go into the kink world, recognize that you are honoring your body. And if something happens to you that you aren't hundred percent pleased with, you get to stand up for yourself and respecting yourself might just look like being okay with, with allowing yourself to experience that, and recognizing that's not the situation you want to be in again and protecting mm-hmm. yourself from it again, mm-hmm. but not feeling like someone has robbed something from you or taken something from you because we are now giving our power to someone else. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not meant to be, you know, to minimize, you know, rape or, or any yeah, of those of course, so like trigger of warning here, you know, all those yeah. kinds of things. I, hundred percent. Those can be so harmful, but in the kink world, I just want us to recognize that we, we can come to these situations empowered. And Mm. when I come into a situation, a kink situation or a, um, you know, even like, uh, a sexual situation with someone new or whatever, like 
My body is mine. You can't do anything to me. Even if you break the rules, even if you cross my boundary, I'm still not giving you that. <laughs> right. 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 Like, I'm yeah. still in charge of my body. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with, with my body. I'm comfortable with my nudity. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. That it doesn't matter what you do, even if you're a shithead to me, yeah. you're not you're not going to determine my worth. Mm, mm, mm. You can't sure. you can't violate me in a in a sense because mm. I'm not letting you. Right. 100 percent hurt me physically, but it's no less shameful to me than if you were like, you know, to break my arm or or, or right. whatever, because I have compartmentalized, I have I have taken the shame out of sexuality. And to me, mm. it's not any different than any other thing that I do. I haven't mm. made it more important mm. or made my sexuality be the thing that gives me worth or doesn't give me worth. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, because a lot of our... our uh we all think about sex a lot and um uh, but we don't like but we like I sorry we attach our our self-worth so much to sexuality I find yeah. like at least in my own personal life I have and it is just like such a small part of what makes up all of you you know yeah. like it's a very very in-depth part and it's a fun part to explore but like I'm I love sex but I also love to read you know like mm. you can be all parts of yourself, including the sexual part of yourself or the conservative part of yourself, you know, you can be all parts of yourself all at once. So we just I put love that advice. so much more weight on the sexuality. so much pressure and, on sex. <laughs> and it's like it's a ridiculous amount of pressure and power yeah. that we give it. Like, why yeah. are we giving so much power? So much to power. Oh, I know. I why? know. It's empowering, but it doesn't have to be like, yeah, hold all the power for sure. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, mm -hmm. I'm saying this only to encourage people, not yeah. again, to diminish their experience. And there is so much trauma. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have to work through the trauma of what's happened to you. Yeah. And, and, and go through that deconditioning process. And, and, you know, once we can kind of let go of like the meaning that we make of it we can start to heal. And, and there's so much to be said for, you know, working through our beliefs and our, our subconscious, like what our subconscious made something mean. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're making something mean, like you didn't have a choice and, and you you're giving someone else your power, it's going to be a lot harder to heal from that experience than if you are like, doesn't matter what anybody does to me, they can't. Mm -hmm take that. And mm. I, I think my perspective on this changed a little bit and I, I'll just give a little bit of background. There's a, mm. there is a, um, I'm going to say a tribe. I'm going to get this wrong, but the essence of it is there, there is a tribe in Asia somewhere where it's, it's instead of patriarchal, it's matriarchal. And okay. so the women mm. are the ones who decide who they're mm. having sex with. Mm. they don't live with a man they'll mm. have the kids and they all help each other with the kids or whatever but they decide who they want to have sex with and it's like That's there's cool. no shame in that yeah and so i guess a reporter came some some american came to this tribe and um i, do, I don't know what the scenario was other than some man came like say through the window to this one woman and raped her wow and yeah. A reporter came and asked her about this situation and said, like, 
aren't you so upset by this? Like, like, how did that make you feel like what, you know, that they came and took that? And she said, no, he took nothing from me. I get Mm. to decide what my Mm. body Mm. is and what someone takes from me. And Mm. I make those choices. I didn't Mm. allow him in. Mm. He took something. He thought he was taking something, but he took nothing from Mm -hmm. me because I'm Mm -hmm. in charge. And Mm. I was like, ah, that is gold. Mm. And, Mm. you know, men don't tend to feel the same way about someone taking something from them. Yeah. If, like, someone, you know, gives them a blowjob that wasn't asked for, there's Mm. not the level of shame that there is Mm. to a woman. And it's, you know, that that whole matriarchal system, the women had the empowerment. And they're like, no, like, that's not for you to determine. Mm. That's for mm-hmm. me. And I thought, wow, if we could have that kind of strength, if we could mm-hmm. adopt a little bit of that. And then mm-hmm. the other thing that that helped to solidify this, this shift for me was um, this woman who was abducted. And um, she was blinded and maimed like and and abused sexually i think like they're just terrible terrible things and she actually was able to escape mm. and again someone asked her you know how do you survive and how do you get through every day after something like that happens to you and she's like mm. they had one night of my life they will not mm-hmm. have another day yeah 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 and i yeah, thought it's wow, we have so much power within ourselves. Mm -hmm. We truly do. And like, it's not to say like, I have been, I have been like raped. I have been sexually Mm. assaulted. And it's not to say that like, it does feel like someone is, is taking someone, something from you. It it doesn't even feel like someone's taking something from you. It just feels like they have violated you. That's like what, what it feels like at the end of the day. But I think that there is a huge like difference in how this looks in the kinky world versus how this looks in like the vanilla world, I guess. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. When I was like raped, it was in like a very like vanilla new relationship where we had never had a conversation about boundaries, about anything. Like it was very much so he just like he just took it from me. Like I was yeah. at his house and um, we were just talking and I said no, and he did it anyways. Mm. Like that's, that's rape. Whereas yeah. what happened with my Dom, on the other hand, we had talked about the fact that there might be boundaries pushed and that um, that's, that's essentially what I was signing up for in this relationship. That, right? I consented to that. So there's a huge, huge difference between the two. Like, yeah, the situation where I consented to that, that was, there were definitely situations that maybe like to, from an outsider's perspective, it would have seemed like assault maybe, I guess. But like for me, it didn't feel that way because I, I did like consent to these. Oh yeah. Having my boundaries pushed. It's a completely different different story. But yeah, I do think that the power of like, you can't change what happens in, in your sexual relationships, but how you react to what Mm -hmm. happens um that's up to you for sure in anything in life you know but yeah definitely not to say that like sexual assault cannot like it's it's fucking it hurts it sucks it's a lot to to cope with but 
yeah, at the end of the day, you're the one who who is there to take your own power back because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I mean however has- you look at it, you have been wronged. And you and have the are, power. And, and, but <laughs> there's know? so many, so many mm. ways to be wronged as mm. well. Mm. And sometimes for for a sexual wronging, mm. we're not allowed. It's almost like society. To, it, we're not allowed to accept it. Mm. And I'm not saying that 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 would be that would make it easier at all. Because mm. you had that very real experience. Mm. But the way that you choose for it to affect your worth, that's that's on you. And that's, that's your choice. He can't. He can't. No. Nobody can take that from you. Like if you're like, you you think you took something from me and yeah, you violated me and that hurt and mm-hmm. that was wrong and that was awful. Mm-hmm. But I am stronger than that. How you treated me does not define my worth and, and no. how I should be treated in the future. Mm. And I'm going to work through that. And we, right. whenever we're violated in any way, whether it's emotionally or physically or sexually, it's all an impact that has to be dealt with. Mm. And I think we give more credence to <clears throat> sorry, a sexual viol- violation as being, it can be worse, obviously. Mm. Depends what happens. But like... Mm-hmm someone totally betraying your trust mm-hmm. that is an, a violation as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so why why yeah. why isn't that such mm-hmm. a big deal too mm-hmm. like what i'm saying mm-hmm. is like let's equalize violation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and recognize that we can rise above that mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. think like how amazing that you've taken your your power back and you decided like what it is that you want sexually with your body. Like it's your choice. You get to consent mm-hmm. to things. Yeah. You get to set those limits. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel lucky that I'm in a place now that I know how to set boundaries and know mm-hmm. what I want and know what I ask. Like I know how to ask for what I want. Um, I'm definitely still learning. Like there's things that, uh, I could definitely get better at, but, um, yeah, it's all a learning curve. And it's like, it's so fun, the kink world. Like, I'm so happy that I've, uh, even though things have gone wrong, haven't been perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I be, I can't imagine, like, life would be so boring if I wasn't in this world. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh-huh. I agree. Well, I love your attitude about it. Yes. And I know this, like, went a little bit heavy. And I apologize, it's okay. everyone. Yeah, I hope um, people found benefit from it. Yeah. Um, and I hope you yeah. don't feel like I min- I was at all minimizing your experience. Or oh, your- no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. No, no, not oh, at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, I think that, that it's it's something that happens so often. And it just it often ruins lives. And it makes me so sad that yeah. that it has to do that, you know, and mm. um, I just think we we get to we get to just enjoy our sexuality and i often say it's like having sex can be like a game of tennis like you can go play a game of tennis and you can win some you lose some but it's just yeah. a fun thing that you do you know break mm-hmm. a sweat and then go shower for and sure. go out for a beer you know or yeah whatever. yeah i mean yeah just because i've had one bad sexual experience it has not ruined sex for me in its entirety you know i look at that experience as 
a noteworthy one, but not the, I don't like look at it as that as like my experience of sex because right. there's been so many think, other positive ones. Do you think that that has to do with sort of your sex positivity to begin with? Like, like mm. your view of sexuality, like sex wasn't a bad thing. Mm always it was something that you could decide I think it definitely has to do with the like emphasis I've placed on sex in my life like I never really thought of sex being of that big of a deal in the first Mm -hmm. place yeah so when I don't know things went wrong um it was never really I guess like I never put that much weight into sex to begin with I guess um I love it. I love sex, but (laughs) it's it's like the same as being like I don't know something. This is I guess it's not the same, but like if something went wrong in another area of my life that I loved, I wouldn't write it off forever, right? You know, so I think yeah, that's beautiful, and I think that alludes to how sex positivity can set us free. Right? Is that Mm. we decide to put a different weight on it, and Mm. that sex doesn't have to be this huge sacred thing that is all encompassing. And that Mm. you know, if you make the wrong decision, have sex with the wrong partner, or you get married to the wrong person, that like doesn't have to like define you for life. Mm. It's like, oh, well, that was just sex, you know? Like I, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. And it's like I love that. Because mm-hmm. to me, sex was such a big deal, such yeah. a big deal before. And now it's like, I get to enjoy it. I get to enjoy it with with whoever I would like and whoever I can, you know, we have consent with. And yeah. there's so much freedom in the non-judgment and the the ability to speak about it and just talk about it with your girlfriends, you know, like. Oh, I know. So Thank fun. goodness. Thank goodness I have girlfriends who have like grown into this attitude as well because they're also super supportive and everything I do, everything I say, and they just love to like watch me have fun too, especially the ones that are in like monogamous, really serious relationships. <laughs> they, they're they like, you're our source of entertainment. What else would we do without you in our lives? So yeah, it's uh, I feel lucky that I've grown up like with this mindset and that I've come back to it for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so beautiful. Well, Chris, is there anything else you would like to share before we, we, um, no, not really. I mean, like if you want to find out what I'm doing, you can check me out on Instagram. You'll be able to find my travel content, my podcast content. You'll be able to learn more about my, just my life. (laughs) Um, Um, but in terms of words of wisdom, I just hope that everyone's enjoyed this conversation and taken something from it, whether or not it's been I don't know I just hope that you've taken something positive away from it and keep exploring and don't get down on yourself if things don't go the way that you anticipated them to go because nothing ever goes the way you plan it to not in sex either amen (laughs) to that yeah 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 (laughs) amen to messy lives and celebrating the messy yeah celebrating the messiness of life I will put your links in the show notes awesome Thank so you so much. Your, to your podcast and to your Instagram, I'll make sure that I put those mm. in the show notes. And thank uh, you, thank, thank you so you much for having so me. Much. You're such a good energy, and Aww. I feel like I've learned so much from you as well. You know, I'd love to have you come chat on my show sometime. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, Let's do yeah, it. yeah cool, Let's do it. awesome. Yeah. I'd love that.
Sweet. I think I have some messy stories I can talk about. One or two? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Based on the conversation we had before yeah. the recording started, I think we have <laughs> might have some things to unpack. So we'll, we'll save that for the oh, next time. fun. Yeah, I just, like, we got to be able to laugh in life, right? If we take it too seriously, mm-hmm. like, we're going to be miserable. So, yeah. Let's 100%. That's my, uh, that's my like motto is just kind of like float through life because, you know, bad, that's bad stuff's going to happen. Good stuff's going to happen. Uh, I just feel lucky that I like get to exist on this planet and experience it all, you know? And so. what a beautiful mindset to have. And that's what I want for people. Honestly, yes. when you're living your authentic truth, mm. I mean, there's nothing like it really. Truly. I'm lucky I got to this point because I know some people never do. So I feel lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to thank COVID for those kinds of things because I, too. I yeah. did huge deep diving and and personal growth and just searching. I rec- I had no idea, but I recognized that I was very codependent in my relationship. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. I did not realize that I was mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and so I was set free of that. And then I could recognize and own my own shit in my Mm. part, you know, it doesn't Mm. always fix everything, but like getting to own your part without shaming yourself, boy, that's powerful. It is. And once you can be, sorry, we're like, we can't stop talking. Um, (laughs) Once you, uh, I just think think that the most healthy relationship that you can have is when someone can be their own individual and another Mm. can be their own individual and you can coexist. You're not... Yes, you're a team, but there's multiple individuals on a team. You know, that's what a team is about. So, yeah. Yeah. And everybody can show up with their own strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Great way to end. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Have a great week, everyone. Love you. And thanks again, Carissa. Thank you. Okay. Whew. That was that was a good one. That was intense. I we covered a lot of things and I hope you really got a lot of benefit out of it. I just think she was kind of a breath of fresh air and I love how she started off sex positive and then the world society kind of killed that for her and squashed her empowerment her sense of confidence in herself and her choices and then her journey back to that and how now she is free again and she has such a vivacious energy and um a positive view of the world like her mindset is is back to just owning who she is and dealing with things as they come and i think it's so important in life to be able to come to things with with a mindset that is of empowerment and not a scarcity mindset or coming from a place of lack or uh things are happening to me but to say no i create my happiness i create my life and and my relationships and i I'm in charge of my sexuality and I get to call the shots and I get to give consent to the things that I want to give consent to. And I get to set boundaries and I get to honor myself in setting those boundaries. And that's all stuff that we learn along the way. It doesn't come naturally. But when you do learn those things, you really get set free. It's such an incredible process to find freedom 
in yourself, in who you are, in your authenticity, in your sexuality, releasing that shame and judgment and guilt around sexuality is just one of the most powerful things. And if you get nothing else out of my podcast in general or my work, is that we get to create our own freedom and joy and sex positivity really can set us free because we let go of that judgment of others and ourselves. And we take this heavy, heavy stigmatized topic and we just make it light and comfortable and an approachable topic like anything else in life. And what a beautiful gift to give that to yourself and to give it to your children, to give them words and to give them the tools to be able to speak about their sexuality without shame, to be able to own who they are and stand up for themselves and make healthy choices in relationships because they have the confidence to speak up for themselves. Like what better gift is there than that? So I just want to challenge you to tap into your curiosity don't shame yourself for your desires and your fantasies. Step outside the box and trust that there is freedom on the other side. There is freedom when you break free from the conformity that we are taught to follow. We don't have to be the same. We don't have to fit in a box. We don't have to play by all the rules that we are told. We are all different. There are many games to play and they don't all have the same rules. It's time that we stop playing by one set of rules. I love you all. I'm so glad you were here today. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corrine Bedard Coaching and you can visit my website at CorrineBedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.